Welcome home to the Tiny Hat Energy Podcast. My name is Amanda, and my commitment is to be radically vulnerable as I share my story, energy, and love with the intention it will help you as you journey through life. I am on a mission to help create a new world of love where space is saved for everyone's Tiny Hat Energy. My name for the energy present when we embody our most loving, vulnerable, and authentic self. Together, we will walk through both immense suffering, from trauma, addiction, incarceration, grief, and mental health, and immeasurable joy from overcoming suffering, finding my tiny hat energy, and living once-in-a-lifetime experiences. Every moment of my life has been a gift from grace calling me home to my natural state of love. After almost taking my life in a desperate attempt to stop suffering, I finally woke up and answered that call. I welcome you to join me on this journey of learning, unlearning, healing, and loving. I'm so grateful and humbled that the universe brought you here with me today, and I love you. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is titled Holy Moments, and I am going to be extremely vulnerable in today's episode and kind of share with you all where my life has been the last few months leading up to probably one of the bigger decisions of my life thus far over the last few days. And in order for that all to make sense, I have a few stories to share with you. It will all come together. And to keep you not waiting, I will start the episode and just be honest that the purpose of this episode is to share my journey to the decision to dedicate my life to ministry and to serving God's source creator. I was doing some research on ministry because for me, organized religion to be honest, any religion does not resonate. I think religion is a tool to control and divide. And while I support everyone's choice to believe in whatever you want to believe in, at the core of every religion, at the core of all of it, is God, source creator. And I choose to focus on that essence versus focusing on a label of a certain type of religion or traditions of a certain type of religion. Some definitions that I found that I really liked were, I'm gonna look at it as a verb and a noun. Ministry as a noun is one who serves. This is a biblical definition and I absolutely love this because that to me is ministry. Serving God, serving humanity, serving everyone in this world that is inflicted with suffering and fear and has forgotten love and oneness and the divinity that's inside all of us. Ministry as a verb is to attend to the needs of and that is just as beautiful to me because that's exactly what I envision, attending to the needs of whoever is brought into my path, attending to the needs of humanity. So when I say ministry, that's what I mean. One who serves and attending to the needs of. I have to go back a couple of months because there is a very distinct moment, a very distinct moment that I can remember everything changing. It was a couple of months ago. We were at a Wednesday, Friends Day get-together that we went to almost every Wednesday for months. It was our next-door neighbor. And there is a person there who we had been having really deep conversations with. They are, I guess what you could call a life coach, and they said something that altered the shape of my reality. 
you know those moments in your life where you learn something or you experience something and you just know a major shift has happened and you're never going to be the same? This was that moment. And they were talking about one of their clients who was just having a really tough time and we were talking about childhood trauma and in essence religious trauma. And they basically said that when it all came down to it, they never had imagined that they would get into ministry and that what they're doing is basically taking all of these lost, suffering humans, souls, and bringing them back to God, whatever that looks like in their experience. When the word ministry was said and the way that that was said, it was like this massive aha moment for me. I never considered that this job, that life coaching or helping people or any facet of working with people to heal was ministry and it just exploded open my mind. And from that moment, you know, I looked over at Eric that night and I was like, I'm already in ministry. Our podcast is ministry. My life coaching business will be ministry. It was just so profound because my brain had so many biases that ministry was a pastor in a church or someone who went to college and got a ministry degree. It just had never occurred to me that ministry is one who serves and attends to the needs of hearing this person so plainly relate life coaching and or helping anyone heal in any capacity and come back to whatever source creator god they believe in as a ministry it set something off pretty much for the last two months since then i have been feeling called to ministry i have been getting signs i have been getting downloads i have literally had (laughs) billboard signs in moments of connecting with god say like help wanted it's been interesting because it's been tough for me I have had a lot of resistance and fear and if I'm really really honest at the core of it two things feeling unworthy and feeling afraid of putting myself out there in that way to serve and being rejected and these are all things of my ego things of my core inner child wounds and my core inner beliefs that I am working to heal I'm gonna fast forward now to last week That was kind of the background to make this all make sense. Last Sunday, we were in the Redwoods and we were planning our trip to Redding for Mount Shasta and Lassen. And there was about five or six RV parks that I had been looking at. I didn't love any of them, but one. And something that's been really manifesting in my life is green, the color green, the heart chakra. That is the chakra that I am working on right now. That is your green ray chakra. Green has been the color that we've used in our RV. And it's interesting because green traditionally is a color that I didn't like. Growing up, it was my mom's favorite color and I've never liked green. I've never owned green. I've never worn green. And I'm intentionally going out of my way to have green plants and green foods and just incorporate more of this green loving nature energy into my life. This one RV park was called Green Acres and their phone number, the middle three digits were 777. Any numbers in sequence like that are called angel numbers. For me, each one means a different thing. 777 is like, yes, this is happening. Do it. It's completely aligned. It's for your highest good. It's lucky, etc. There's something in this that is very, very, very good for you and aligned. And so I knew that it was the RV park, that I was meant to be at this RV park. 
when I called them, they had no availabilities. We were looking for a weekly stay. And she's like, let me talk to the owner. Call me back. I called back. She's like, we can't make anything happen. And I was like, okay, forget the week. Can you do even a day? She said, let me pass you to the owner. Long story short, they finagled a bunch of things. They got us in for a week. We make it to this RV park. We're in Reading. And maybe our second day there, our neighbors behind us start arguing. It was a pretty bad argument. They you know, we're outside and in and out of the RV, you know, slamming the door and a little bit of yelling. And we were kind of watching this happening because we were in the middle of loading our car. So we're in and out of our RV. We were inside talking and we both, you know, anytime we see anything that is conflict or a challenging experience for someone, we say sending love and we consciously send energy of love that way. I was like, I feel that almost verbatim the words being said the things being done was Eric and I at one point even sometimes recently when we've had difficult moments and just feeling this like deep empathy and compassion and sending love and Eric was like we should approach them we should talk to them and I'm like yeah sure okay whatever and then of course you know God's source creator it was already aligned the next day in the morning we were outside and you know we said good morning And we just kind of struck up a conversation. We ended up having a really long conversation with them. And we talked about their argument. And we talked about Eric and I's journey. And they were in a place of seeking more. And of really struggling to come back together after separation. It was really interesting to see the parallels to Eric and I's situation. And just how much we were able to help these people and provide some hope. Gave them our podcast. Gave them a couple of books. Gave them a couple of pieces of advice. I'll come back to these people. Hold that in your mind. That next day, I was walking. Actually, it was the first day. I was walking in the RV park, and I walked by the very, very first slot on the end, and I felt so energetically drawn to this spot, this whoever it was, and there was just this, like, amazing energy and this I am divinely meant like it is it is written that I am supposed to talk to this person I have been having a lot of my spiritual gifts come forward really strong this is one of them my gift of knowing and I look I walk by and I look at the car and the license plate has 111 which is angel numbers again and the one that always comes up and the message with that is we are all one oneness there is a connection here that is meant to be had And I go back to the RV and I tell my partner, I just walked by this space and I feel so unbelievably drawn. I don't know who or what is in there. I'm meant to talk to them. It's very important. I cannot shake this energy and their license plate has 111. The next day, I am in the laundry room and that person, who is a young girl named Maya, which is my dog's name, is in the laundry room doing laundry. And I strike up a conversation with her and immediately she tells me I'm in ministry school (laughs) and the minute she said it I was like yep this is it this is my final push my final message my final sign that I'm not crazy and all of these signs and all of these messages and all of these things are leading me towards this and are leading me to work through my resistance towards this the next morning I woke up And I made a decision, this would have been Wednesday or Thursday of last week, about a week ago. I made the conscious decision. I just woke up craving God. I woke up craving service. I woke up craving so deeply. It was, I don't know that I want to say like painful, but it just was this deep longing and yearning to 
to serve and to love and to worship and to one who serves and attends the needs of to serve God and humanity and to attend those needs and I started listening to some Christian music and I was you know meditating and praying and just crying and Eric kind of woke up and I shared this revelation with him The next day, I remember I was kind of having some processing and integration. I was taking this very seriously. Eric and I had been having conversations about it. What does this look like? And in a matter of 24 hours of making that dedication and making that decision, I started to have visions of me with a global ministry. (laughs) And we realized the sanctuary we want to build, that's not big enough. It's actually a spiritual center, a church, a sanctuary, a all in one and they're all over and it's going to be a global thing and I was having a lot of stuff come up to be worked through and to be loved and to be released in one of my kind of moments of doubt I looked out the window of our kitchen sink I was doing dishes and Maya again was in the laundry room which was right across from our slot and is wearing a black sweater and on the back it says God is everywhere it just was a reminder yes God is here God is in this moment The last kind of thing that ties us in today's episode is holy moments. So our neighbors, going back to them, who we are now friends with and have exchanged info and are going to keep in touch with, and if they're listening to this, hi, (laughs) thank you so much. You have no idea how much you impacted me in this moment. She comes over and she brings me a book, and it's this cute little white book with like gold specks on it, and it's called Holy Moments. I started to read the book immediately. I knew that I was meant to read this. The back cover was exactly what I was looking for. And it basically said, you are capable of changing the world and I'm going to show you how. So of course, I'm like, sign me up. I read the entire book in a day. And I would really, really strongly request and plead and encourage you all. You can get it for free. In fact, if you go to the Holy Moments website, you can get six copies for free. It is this person's life's work ultimate download if you will and they basically are talking about how holy moments i.e acts of kindness helping someone put their groceries away giving the person asking for money some money etc anything that you do that's kindness or service to someone else is a holy moment and when you consciously co-create with god source creator to make those happen and you consciously go out of your way, one holy moment cascades because you do it for one person and then that person does it for another and it explodes out. And they were basically calling this movement of this is how we heal the world. If one person taught three people and those three people taught three people, it would only take, I think it's like divine multiplication is what it's called, it would only take eight cycles for every single person in the world to be taught this. And that sounds so nice, right? It sounds so cliche. It's so possible. And you can go, you can order these books, you can read it. It's a very quick, small read. I'm a quick reader, but you could probably read it in a couple days. It's really beautiful how it's explained. It basically is something Eric and I have really been trying to incorporate in our lives. Something I've been doing is picking up trash. So much so that I bought a trash grabber and compostable small garbage bags to keep in the car. We were pulled over in the Trinity Forest just to go to the bathroom, and I literally spent 10-15 minutes and picked up a bag of trash there. When we go to national parks, every single piece of trash we see, we pick up, and it's just kind of become our thing. Leave it better than you found it. It's something simple I can do. I'm already walking in this direction. I've seen it, thus I'm conscious of it, thus I feel responsible for it. I want to help clean up our earth. 
I'm sure I've left a lot of trash. And so this is something free, easy, simple, on my way that I can do to be of service to the planet. Another thing we do and have done for a while is every single person we see asking for money, we give it to them. I've heard a lot of really differing opinions on this. I have heard people say, you know, they should get a job and and yada yada. I don't really want to go into that energy. If someone is asking for something, they need it. We are not the ones to be the judge of what's needed. And guess what? Even if it's they need it to go get a drink or a drug, then they need that too. In their current time, that is what they need. That's what they need to feel not sick or okay or sustained. And that's not for us to judge, right? That's their path. I've been there. If we cast judgment on others, we are really just judging ourselves. I would encourage you, if you have any of those thoughts, to sit with those and meditate and pray on those and maybe consider changing them if that resonates for you. So we give money to every single person that asks. I finally started going to the bank and consciously getting, you know, it started with 21s and then it was 105s. And every single person that I see, I give one to. Well, now we've added in water. So we have water bottles in our car. We give them a water and a five. And most recently, I started adding in a lollipop. I have lollipops in my car. So every single person gets a water and a lollipop and a $5 bill. And every single time, it just lights up their face. And unanimously, I've probably with the waters done this at least a dozen times now. It's a newer thing. They immediately start chugging the water. And even if you don't give them money, water is a life force. Water is what sustains us. You just gave someone sustenance. You just gave someone who's out there in the cold or the heat in the streets water. That's one of the most basic human needs. So if you can't give money, maybe consider buying a case of waters. Keep them in your car and give them a water. Another thing I like to give them is apples or fruit if I have fruit in my car. That's sustenance as well. And so these are ways that we can create holy moments. We have started going out of our way every single time we see someone who's in need or who needs something, no matter what it is, to help them and to serve that need because you're asking and I can do it. We were traveling and we were at a gas station and there was a person holding up a sign that was like, you know, need money for gas. We filled their gas tank because we can do that. Uh, you know, $50, $60 gas tank, that's something that we can do. If we can spend $50, $60 on going out, if you can spend $50, $60 on energy drinks or coffee, why not help that person get somewhere safely? Why not help that person not have to stand there and hold that sign? Because the, standing there and holding that sign is really difficult. These are holy moments and these are some things that we're doing. I'm just trying to give you some examples. You can help someone load their groceries. The book gives a lot of great examples. It's in essence, what it is, is going out of your way to create these acts of kindness, to show people love and to create more love. And that each one of those divinely multiplies and while it seems so small, has such a massive impact on humanity and helping save the world. Bringing it all back here in summary and coming into this in my life and what this all means, this is my soul's calling. Ministry can take infinite forms. You can have a prison ministry, which is going to definitely be an aspect of the work that I do. I've been looking at what this looks like, and I'll be honest, I'm not going back to school. I'm not going to go to school for four to eight years to get a ministry degree to have what certain religions or denominations deem as appropriate education to work in these places. I'm not going to work in a church. I am and have formed and I'm going to continue to form through loving consciously my own ministry. I'm going to serve three things, truth, love, and God. That is it. And attend to the needs of whomever is put in my path, whomever needs and wants my support by serving. 
and that is something that if I look back on my life was always there was always ordained was always the plan and as I've shared this news I think I've at this point shared it with maybe five people (laughs) as I've shared this news with some of the closest people to me the response has been unanimously I'm not surprised at all I knew this is exactly where you were headed I knew this is exactly what you were meant for you will be such a wonderful minister and I receive those compliments I receive that love because it's true when I look back at my life I can remember being a small small child and just feeling so unbelievably sad for humanity and the world and what we are all facing and feeling so helpless but I'm not helpless. We all are ministers of truth. We all are ministers of love. And I would encourage you to look past the religion and labels and judgments and biases and traumas and all of these things and really sit with how can you minister truth? How can you minister love? How can you minister your version of God, source, creator, whatever higher power you believe in? The words are not important. It's the essence. And it's my commitment to be one who serves, to attend to the needs of whomever is put in my path. And I challenge you all this week, as always, the challenge for this week is to create holy moments. Write a list. What are simple things you can do? Again, it doesn't have to be money. Anyone can pick up a piece of garbage. Anyone can hand someone water. Anyone can help someone load groceries. Anyone can let that person with one item in line behind you go in front of you. Say hello. Smile more. Smiling at someone who comes in your path is a holy moment. Paying for the coffee of the person behind you. Writing a sweet note and leaving that on someone's car. There's lots of free and creative ways that you can do this. Whatever you do, create some more holy moments because it starts with us and those cascade out and one thing becomes 10 things, becomes a thousand things. And with just a few of us, we can make such an impact. I am committed and I'm dedicated to spending every moment of the rest of my life being one who serves, attending to the needs of others, of all of you out here listening to this and all of you out there who need love and need truth and need a connection to God, source, creator, because that's right there waiting for you. And when you open up to that and when you make that your number one priority, as I have been doing this year, magical and beautiful things happen. Your life will become your wildest dream and you are the creator of that life. You are the creator of your reality. And so I love you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening to my testimony today. I will see you all here soon.